1: Welcome, welcome everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio here on a, uh, a rainy night in Marshfield. Uh, little rain, little snow, little sleet, uh, you know, Wolfie, welcome back, uh, uh, here to civilization, uh, you know. We tried to hold the snow off till you got here.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, I get off the airplane, I get in the snow, and there's a fire in Weymouth. Yeah, I was so happy. Yeah, <laughs> I was hugging the. You Disney be back team. in your I element, was, huh? Just, you have no idea how happy to see you guys look pretty good to me. You're pretty ugly when I left, and you're pretty good looking now. Yeah, I bet, huh? Yeah, it's sad down there. It's yeah, we, we're lucky we 're lucky to be here and and part of the thing we deal with a lot of veterans not not the um you know the migrants but the veterans down there they don 't have the services they really don 't they don 't have it
1: no they 're going to go miles and miles and miles to find somebody to to listen to them and help them with the claim
0: they, they got to do it themselves they don't have the veteran agents they don't have the they don't have the uh, Justins in the world and the Gregs. they don't have it. Even the there. Nancy
1: Lawsons. Nancy uh, is a certified veterans uh, services officer so she's listening to people and helping five yeah. or six vets a month
0: still. Yeah yeah so it's they don't have it and boy do they have some hospitals there. The base is so big that that Fort Bragg is so big I get to the, the gate. I thought you were Fort Bliss. Bliss I mean. Brag is like a vault, Bliss. Yeah, it's it's bigger than Massachusetts. So I drive in, and the, the, they stop at the gate. I had to go pick one of the boys up at the hospital. He got sick, so he's a veteran. So I said, is "This is a gas station. I need to gas up."
1: <laughs> just to just to drive through. Just to
0: drive through the place. It's
1: it's not like. Uh, uh, it, no, it's it, it, it's not like anything we ever had around here.
0: The terrain is ugly. I don't think the tanks would even work down there. They couldn't go over those mountains, I'll tell you. Mountain goats couldn't go over those mountains.
1: Well, they're... Uh, I didn't
0: know it was so mountains. Yeah, that's oh, Southwest. my God. It was well, desert, and then it goes straight up. So anyone that can climb over that mountain should be made president, let alone a citizen. If you can make it <laughs> over that mountain, you should be a mountain ranger in the mountain division and then become a citizen. It's really it's harsh down there. It really is. It's We, we have it pretty good up here. We really do. You know, we're complaining about the traffic. We're complaining about the rain. They're, they're complaining about survival.
1: It's 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 really a tough situation, and and for the last five or six presidents, none of them wanted to to handle it. They never answered the tough questions or asked the tough questions. And now, uh, I I I don't know. It'd be nice if we had a, a maybe a fast track that maybe we could use some of them as workers up here because we sure do have a lot of unemployment uh, that uh, yeah, a lot 20%. of those workers would be happy to have a safe job. And, but
0: Yeah, they really do, and it's, 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 not, it's almost not even Congress. It's the people who, who bribe the congressmen, the lobbyists. It's not good business to have a good immigration problem. El Paso is one millionth of our immigration problem. It's, it's uh, the whole country has the problem. You know, just as many, ten times more illegal people come in on a student visa or a work visa, or they you know come to just seventy-five
1: thousand illegals from Ireland.
0: Yeah, in the living 80s. in
1: Boston. Yeah,
0: in that's all. Yeah, hmm. just Boston. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and so, so, I, so when my local friends tell me about the immigration, I say, listen to me, you dumb bastard. Your grandmother was illegal. Your uncle was illegal. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're one generation. You were dropped by a stork. Yeah. None of us were dropped by stalks nope, here. No, nope,
1: no, nope. no. And How we all stuff. came here by, uh, by out. hook or by crook, and somehow yeah. we're lucky enough to be here right now. But, uh, Boy, really it's, are it's are a t- it is a horrible, horrible situation down there. And hopefully somebody, uh, you know, we play the song, uh, Abraham Martin and John is yeah. the yeah. is the song that that I've chosen to exit, and we really need one of them, a combo. We need somebody to Slap take everybody. charge and 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 go between the aisles and you know let yep. let everybody know that uh, we're on. Uh, we're on the same page. Uh, uh, Wolfie, can we put off the vetty yeah. until, until after? Because what, what we're going to do, right now, we're going we're gonna to take a break. Yeah. And this, Dave can't come in tonight. Dave Henker was scheduled to come in. Oh. This That's is his replacement, a new young lady that we can now terrorize. Where's Dave? Dave is around, but he's in, in a meeting tonight. Oh, geez, I thought he left
0: the v- leaves the VA. No, I'm, no, no, I'm no. Gone. Goodbye. Thank no. you all. I've loved working with you. I'm gone. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, he's uh, left us in uh, uh, in the hands of uh, a, a, a new uh, person to us within the VA. So, uh, Larry, why don't we take a break and we'll come back after these messages and meet with uh, uh, this new young uh, friend of the Veterans Network. Take it away, lad. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio. Tonight, uh, from the VA, we have a new new person, a new guest on the show. uh, uh, Dave uh, Henker has has, uh, 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 said that uh, this young lady is going to be... uh, with us for tonight. and uh, It's
0: a test. This is it, a test of your warning, early warning broadcast system. Good luck.
1: It's, it's <laughs> a new one, my um, dear, but uh, Trista, are you out there?
2: I am here. Did I win? Am uh, you, I the nice w- caller?
1: Yes, yes, you, yes, you have. So you have to write us each a check for only $50. The second place... <laughs> The second place uh, uh, winner was a hundred, so yeah. it, it, we're only let you in for fifty dollars. That's the ante. You're,
0: you're the tenth caller, so take it away. <laughs> tell us, Greg. Tell us what she won.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: I, hey, welcome aboard, Trista. Hi,
2: thank Has you. Has Dave warned
1: you about uh, coming on the show? Trista, you won us.
2: I, I thought there was a big prize. Uh, <laughs> so. that's coming. That's next
1: week's uh, show. <laughs> well
2: thanks for plugging me in. I really appreciate it.
1: Not not a problem, dear. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh why don't you introduce yourself uh to the audience, please, and uh a little bit of your background and uh why are you uh, on our show tonight?
2: Sure. So um again, thank you for having me. My name is Tristan Massini. I work at the VA in VA Boston. And I've been working with um, the VA since November 2018. And um, I'm coming to you today to just talk about we have a really new, cool role that's been rolling out across Massachusetts over the past few months and has started even before that across the nation. Um, And it's the community engagement and partnership and coordinator roles. I served in the PA Army National Guard and moved to San Diego, spent about 18 years in San Diego. And while I was there, I got my master's degree in social work and interned at the VA home in Chula Vista, which was really one of my first experiences um, being able to serve our veterans. And I loved it, and I knew I was going to have to return to it in some way, shape, or form. And in my relocation to Massachusetts, I ended up getting a job at the VA.
1: Very nice. Very very nice. And now what is is your position within the VA, Trista?
2: So uh, my position is a community engagement and partnership coordinator. And really, the idea is like finding ways to talk about how we can keep our veterans safe. Um, Before I go into it anymore, though, first and foremost, I really want to make sure that I'm able to share that there is a new number for the National Crisis Line, and it's 988 Anybody can call that number, and if you are a veteran, you dial nine eight eight and then you press one.
1: Yep, we've been uh, we, we've we've had about twenty shows, uh, twenty five shows maybe uh, on the problem of loneliness and veteran suicide, and uh, so it's 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 an overwhelming problem, and uh, we've devoted, as I said, a number of shows to it, and. Uh, it it's a never ending uh, problem that uh I don't know uh, uh uh hopefully you you have some ideas but it's it it's it's a an uphill battle trista
2: it is you know it like you said it it really is a national public health issue it really affects veterans and also the general population um I don't want to get too heavy handed within the subject itself because it is a really tough subject and it impacts so many people and one of the one of the big things is one suicide is heartbreaking and it notably affects an estimated 135 surviving individuals for each death by suicide wow and that's that's one and so wow. you know it's really complex there's not just one cause there can be economic reasons homelessness social connection those are just to name a few and if we can Find a way within our communities of understanding the impact of those experiences. It may offer an opportunity to shore up the supports for risk mitigation and enhance some protective factors. My role in particular, there are eight CEPCs, that is the acronym for my role, across Massachusetts. Two in Central Western Mass, two in Boston, two in Rhode Island, one in Manchester, and one in Bedford but the positions are across the nation. They include even Hawaii and Alaska. We are looking at society from a public health approach model. We're really trying to reach and connect veterans beyond the healthcare setting, looking deeper into collaborating with community partnerships, finding out where veterans live, work, and thrive, and ensure that all veterans can potentially be reached, including those not included in VA care. My role I'm not here to sell anything,
1: yeah. at all. Well, I'm and, here to and promote you, community. You've already uh, uh, identified a very um, somewhat daunting task because we've been on the air for nine years now. We're chasing down those same group of veterans, and it, whatever we can do to partner up, uh, the more hands uh, you know on deck, the the better. But uh, it's, it's a real problem. And once the veterans uh, turn inside, boy, it's really, really tough to get them out.
2: Absolutely. And, you know, one of the biggest pieces that that I think we wanna do is, you know, first is let's identify where where the population is. And let's try and bring a sense of community connection, bring them together, and, and listen. If there's one thing I can't stress enough, it's that we want to listen first Because we're not here to come into any community And say what you're doing Nope, nope, we're going to do this We want to listen, we want to hear Oh, are What you is sure going you wanna,
1: on I, I, Are you sure you want to listen? Oh, holy moly, Wolfie, we could send it to uh, to, to a, a, a Friday uh, morning down in Hull
0: you, you come at low tide, you wear a helmet and you'll be fine
1: And, you'll be, and, and the, <laughs> the, the, the lumps go away after a while usually
0: no, it's a hometown well, I, crowd. So, so you. Reach I hear out- there's Kevlar
2: out there I can put on. Kevlar would
0: work. It's just got to float because we're at low tide. So when you say the partnerships, are you reaching out to agencies outside the VA or outside the VA medical system?
2: Yes, sir. That's exactly what I'm doing. As a matter of fact, I spoke with um, a veteran service officer today, and we are just both very passionate about how we can end suicide within the community and my specific piece that I'm looking at, the lens I'm looking for is ending it within the veteran community. And we're just kind of shoring up ideas of how we feel like we can connect, promote this sense of community and, um, talk about what potential trainings might be valuable in the future. Um, you know, it's, it's a daunting task, and like you said, you know, the first thing is listening, and that's not to say that we're not going to get a few punches and things thrown our way, but, but that's what we're here for. We're here to listen and see how we can help because that is why we're here.
3: Tristan, are you uh, meeting with uh, the major uh, veterans groups also?
2: Um, we are meeting with people that are willing to listen. For instance, look at your local gyms. Um, some individuals that go in and sign up for a membership, sometimes there is a box that you can check for military status, and it potentially can give a military discount. Going into these different organizations and asking, are you asking the question, how can we help serve your community? What do you think is working? What do you feel like we can do? So. We have also partnered with some of our internal VA stakeholders as well because we have some excellent people like David Henka who have already done 12 years of outreach. And so our goal isn't to um, do anything other than partner and see how we can extend that outreach even further.
1: So you'll be attending some of the shows and things that – that 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 Dave and, and I and Wolfie are uh, the whole uh panel here is has been involved in we uh we 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 kind of specialized in going to get the veterans uh at our shows so would you be uh looking to attend those shows and uh have a presence and uh maybe say a few words or hand out some literature or what what, what are you going to do to um to, to help you get out there
2: Absolutely, That is um, one of the pieces. So within my role, we actually fall under suicide prevention. So we are planning to be at some of the, these outreach events. Um, you know, we're one VA, so we are going to help um, David Henke in his um, mission at these outreach events. But we are also going to support the suicide prevention team. And then we're also gonna talk to any organizations that come up and and see how we can help partner with them as well. I did work the um, there was an event at Gillette um, that I that I worked with David Henke and a wonderful group of people and other organizations and I believe I was slated for um, the Quincy Music Festival. But something had come up, and I wasn't able to attend. So I had mentioned to David that I was hoping to attend this year. Yeah, that's
1: one of my. That's our big festival. We had well over a thousand veterans uh, attend uh, the show last year, uh, and we'll uh, we'd love to have you join us. We're going to have it again July twenty second. So we're we're expecting even a bigger turnout this year. And what's important there is not only to. Talk to the veterans that are walking around, but the uh, 125 table holders uh, uh, each have their own story and benefit program, and and to and to uh, mix and mingle with that uh, with, with that group uh, is uh, is extremely beneficial, and we we welcome to have you uh, join us next. Though this year is coming up in July, it'll be here pretty soon.
2: Absolutely, probably before before you know it. Um, <clears throat> yes, one my counterpart, Joy Murioni, she actually attended, there was an RV and camping expo in Boston um, this past weekend. Oh, sure. And so yep. she, she attended that event and um, supported the outreach mission in the ways that she was able to. Mm-hmm. So we are getting out there, and we are coming into the communities, and we are coming in. Gently, with a light hand, to see how we can support and how we can help. Um, Our goal is to, if we can reach as many veterans as possible, we can help connect people to the VA, if we can talk about the mental health services that are available, such as suicide prevention, um, treatment and support from homelessness, post traumatic stress, substance use, and other challenges. Uh, Any of which that um, can contribute to veteran suicide. So the VA offers a lot of services, and um, we'd like to make sure that people are aware that those are out there.
1: Sounds great, Trista. Um, Well, if someone wanted to contact you, how would uh, a phone number, uh, email address? What would you uh, what what's your what's your preference?
2: Yeah, so it, it would be depending on what they want to contact me for. So if, if they want to um, ask questions about um, eligibility, the PACT Act, or the Emergency Suicide Care and Treatment Program, formerly known as COMPACT, um, they could really reach out to David Hanke um, at 617-275-6101. Um, VA Boston www.boston.va.gov is a great website. It gives a lot of contact information. And then um, if someone wanted to reach me directly, they can call my work number at 774-826-3226. And they can also send me an email at Trista, that's T-R-I-S-T-A dot Massini, M-A-C-C-I-N-I at va.gov.
1: Great, Trista. That that's great. Well, it's uh, it's certainly great to meet you. And uh, uh, thank you for uh, continuing uh, with the mission. And it's and it's a lot got to you know fit into the mission that we're doing here. So uh, we're 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 glad you had the time to call in, and we look forward to having you on. And uh, we'll see you uh, in July at our at our at our festival, if not before.
2: Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time.
1: And you have a wonderful evening. Sounds great, Trista. Thank you. And you do the same. Thanks so much. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. That was Trista Massini from uh, the VA talking about uh, their suicide uh, uh, outreach uh, uh, efforts. And uh, seemingly she's going to be pretty much uh, continuing that missing and uh, maybe uh, growing it a little bit uh, through the next year. But, Larry, why don't we take a break? Uh, at this time, we'll come back, and uh, uh, we uh, have uh, back by popular demand. Uh, uh, well, not that popular. Uh, <laughs> one person said something about it, but.
0: The guy from Hull. Texas. Yeah, it was in the
1: Texas. guy from Hull. <laughs> it was the guy from Hull. But, uh, Larry, <laughs> take it away, kid. Uh, we'll be back after these messages. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Greg Brassel, your host of Veterans Voice Radio. We're just talking about one of our good friends, Brett Miller, uh, continuing his fight against uh, uh, Parkinson's disease. I was talking to Brett this week. Uh, He's coming on shortly. And, boy, the Michael J. Fox Foundation is making a huge dent in the Parkinson's problem. And and Brett's going to come on in a couple of weeks to talk about some unbelievable news, uh, some great news for the Parkinson's community. As we know, it's uh, plagued. Uh, the veterans' uh, population is 11% of the Parkinson's population. And uh, uh, due to uh, Agent Orange and uh, the burn pits, uh, so we, we hope that we're going to have some... Uh, Some possible solutions, but uh, at this point, uh, let me turn it over to uh, Doctor Fabio here, back from uh, (laughs) uh, 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 a traveling hiatus in Texas. Yes, (laughs) yes.
0: Back from popular demand from El Paso, Texas. Thank God. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not a Tony, it's not an Emmy, it's the Vetti. And this week we chose it not for all the work he did as a goon squad, we chose it because his name rhymes. It's Richard Folletti gets a vetty. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I didn't even make that up. No,
1: no, that's that's clever. Where's Where's Richie from, I wonder? Weymouth. No, Where? No, Weymouth, oh, 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 holy moly. We're moving. You're going outside we're the, 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 the umbrella. Oh, what was
0: gotta, that thing? We're moving uptown. Oh. We're moving uptown. To leave <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he he couldn't eat crayons when he was younger, so he joined the Army. Yeah, good. Oh. And oh. i got to tell you the crayon story about El Paso. Anyway, so he was in the Army. He was a buck sergeant in, uh, in Vietnam. He was at Firebase Camp there. And um, so he's been wonderful. He's been part of the Goon Squad. He's been at every one of our coffees. He he brings disabled people around. He helps the limbless crew. Um, he's been at all the food drives. He's really great. The car shows. So um, he's been a stalwart on the Goon Squad, which has really been exciting. And um, his, his favorite quote is great. It's from Audrey Hepburn. She says, as you grow older, you will discover that you have two hands. One's for helping yourself and the other's for helping others. Oh, boy. Yeah, That's, so that's very, really cool. That, that's, that's typical a, of the Goon Squad. That's a Goon yeah. Squad. So I, I always give him a hard time, and I always taught my kids don't mess with a guy whose name is Rocco, and his middle name is Rocco, so I, I take back all the rude <laughs> things I said to you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the certificate here for him. So the uh, crew here at Veteran Voice Radio, thank you for everything you did. Um, Rich, you're really great. Thank Way to you, go. Guys. Thank you very much. Nice really and, and
1: speaking of the Goon Squad, they carried on last. Week, uh, yeah. Wolfie, with the uh, the food drive through, yeah, they did two we year anniversary, out.
0: yeah. Oh my god, two year anniversary, two year anniversary, yeah. We had extra stuff, we went and um. And Ray Fontaine drove the truck and the trailer and we sent them to some other places and so we had probably 5 or 6 thousand pounds of food. Nice. Mm-hmm. And they sold right out and it doesn't matter, rain or shine we'll be there the second Thursday next month too. Yeah, so I think it's February get, 9th if I'm not mistaken. I think, right, yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think so. We'll be here uh, you know, it's almost getting warmer weather. Uh, yeah, somebody, uh, knock on wood.
0: Yeah, wear your bikinis next this, Yeah, Yeah, next for month? February 9th for, sure, for sure. We gotta but, do a quick shout out before we get on of the next stuff is american Legion post jimmy richmond and um and and um peter Preble and P- petrolo and Erwin and myself. We started the American Legion post back out from, it was like 1932 or something like that, 1928 or something. So we started it back out. So a big shout out, because they did paperwork. Greg, they did what you and I didn't do. They didn't ask us to help with the paperwork. Not not at all? They, no, they asked no, us to help with the post. Go
1: sit in the corner. But no paperwork. No, <laughs> like, no. So, so yeah. it's
0: really exciting. So they really started out, and young kids are coming to join. So where it's are they really located? In Hull. in Hull. In Hull, yeah. So they started, it was named after Oscar Smith Mitchell, who was the first Hull Guy to get killed in World War One? Oh. Yikes! So and that Mitchell, that was part of the Joshua James crew and the life saving crew. So it's really a long history. So it's pretty exciting. So this way, um, we have another organization to be on our side. So it's well. Really that's great. very nice. Yeah.
1: So very, very nice. Very we, very nice. We
0: have to salute Richmond. He's the commander now, so we have to salute. Well, him. in
1: Richmond was because uh, I was a little bit late getting here for the food uh, yeah, drive-through. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. Richmond was on the radio. Uh, he was terrific. Uh, he he was he was great. He spoke really well and yeah. summed up the, you, you know, all the feeling that was there and uh, the, uh, you know the typical everybody smiling, you, you know, and he uh, he really did a good job. So yeah, uh, yeah thanks. a nice. shout out to to Jimmy and all the boys for yeah. for bailing us out last week yeah, once that- again.
0: Once again, and they got a chance to do it again next month. But that joke about the Marines eating the crayons, that bailed me out in El Paso. So they sent me down there for a sp- specific reason, not my charm. So I'm making some stuff happen, and there's a big jarhead Marine our age there, and he's hassling me over forms. Seriously. I have closed the shelter, opened the shelter, got people off the street. He says, Wolfman, you didn't fill out a couple forms. So I said to him, honest to God, I don't know this guy from Adam. He's got to be 6'6". Six, six. And he says, I said, you know Wolf is
1: about 5'2", by yeah. the way, for the, for the TV uh, yeah. audience. Yeah. Uh,
0: so it's a shrinking violet. When he's that big, I'm, I'm running away. I'm covering my numbers on the back and front he of
1: looks my like yeah. He looks uh, like a 95-year-old hippie, you know, in Fabio. But uh, yeah. I'm sure he was scared of you. He,
0: he absolutely was. So yeah. here's what happened. So he's hassled me out the forms. So and I said to him, Bobby, here's what happened. I gave you the form with a... And I don't know this guy from Adam, but I knew he was a Marine. I said, I gave you the form with the crayon and you ate the crayon. <laughs> Go ahead. The guy, uh, yeah, He got it. You know, because the Monster yeah. Boys don't know that I, he's from down south somewhere, and he smiled and stomped away bullshit and left me alone for two weeks. But he couldn't <laughs> not smile. He cracked a smile and he stormed away. So uh, did beautiful. Kill me. So I had free range after that. Thank you to that whoever called in with that first crayon joke. Saved my life. Yeah, it was it was Brett Miller. Was it Brett? I think it was there?
1: Brett Miller in house. He was talking about it. Yeah, so yeah, We all they, gave the, all, He ate a
0: lot of crayons yeah. when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Brett, thank you. Saved my tail. Yeah,
1: very good. Very. Very good. That uh, that was quite an experience you had down there. It just uh, yeah. just shows, unfortunately, that uh, we need to get our act together. We need to reach out a little bit and uh, solve the problem somehow. I don't know what what what's going to be done uh, or who's going to be who's going to be brave enough to reach across the aisle.
3: And and it also affects the uh, veterans uh, in in a different way that resources are being taken from one area to go down to there, and so you get veterans now and again. And all the other states don't have the VSOs. So you've got resources going down there that may be taking away services from veterans. There won't
1: be that, that, that fort down there Massive. I mean, what do they have, 25,000, 50,000 people that, that that live there, Two, maybe?
0: Yeah, oh, they were saying that 180,000 people are involved around that base. Wow. I don't remember if that was work, counting, everything. Everything. It's that kind of a number. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. In the border, I've never seen so many vehicles in my life. The Border Patrol there. If there was, if, if they, we want to put a war out in Europe, we could just send the border patrol. They're armed enough, and they have enough border. It's, it's uncomfortable to drive around. If we see a squad car every once in a minute, you see a, an El Paso squad car every couple minutes, a state police, and then endless borders, helicopters, little biplanes, guys with the big trucks with the dune buggies. It's absolutely unnerving. It's a terrible way to live. It's no mm. way to live. Mm. It really isn't. You say, this couldn't happen in America. Mm. And then yeah. you got
3: veterans who live there who are experiencing hurt. PTSD. And then you've got right. this on top of it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It just magnifies yeah, the, it. Every day yeah. is 4th of July down there. For yeah. that. Even yeah. on
1: good times, they might have to drive for 100 or 200 miles yeah. to their nearest veteran services officer. So, you know, we're going to have a, uh, um, a, a, a little celebration here we're coming up in uh, uh, April sometime. We're going to be talking about some future veterans of America. <laughs> But one of the things that we're going to talk to these kids about uh that have uh the new enrollees is how lucky they are to be from Massachusetts yeah. and after the service to come back home to take advantage of all the wonderfulness that 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 uh uh, uh, uh the, 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 who was the Samson girl what was Deborah uh Samson Deborah Samson.
0: I'm the one who forgets it all you, the time. You know, you're Dude, more than my, a pretty Don't face. take
1: my lines. Oh, and you got I it. can remember just, anything. You bailed me out. It's from Deborah Sampson to uh, Abe Lincoln to all the heroes and veterans that uh, have, have been through Massachusetts. Uh, I go by the Abe Lincoln statue in Hingham almost yeah. every day. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. You know, I saw Sam Lincoln's house today with the little thing from... Whatever, 1820 you know or something.
0: Let's give a show of the radio. Greg came up with a good... Once a week, he has a terrific idea. The other times, he just drives me crazy with them. At this... Spaghetti dinner Which I'm eating the friggin' spaghetti All right Call me available for that Yeah Wolfie. we're all gonna you, got, you kids are gonna have to go To the back of the line You're still kids so I'm eating the spaghetti <laughs> But here's what The, the idea that it came up Was terrific And maybe somebody can call in If they're familiar with it We need some people That are familiar with The army system The um, military system So the kids get Is the right word Career path So they pick the right MOS It's not like Wolfie it doesn't exist We need someone Who's smarter than It doesn't us. exist that exists it doesn't exist No,
1: no no wo- wo- wolfie it doesn't exist yeah there's nobody there is that the right word career path uh, MOS well yeah, uh, the career paths the yeah. Marines have 350 occupations yeah that the kids can sign up for but they don't do it from a standpoint of a career afterwards
3: yeah
1: they, they say what do you want to do in this what 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 are the top two or three four things you like to do yeah. well
3: because it, that may be their career though that you know, yeah. if they yeah, maybe the, the 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 goal for the for the military is to take that individual, to bring him into the service and make that a career for them. Abs-
1: absolutely. So, yeah, so the, their MOS it. is Did their
3: I, career until they decide that maybe they don't no longer want to be in the service and go somewhere else. So that career path, which I think is six months prior to getting out, now they're doing. Well, they're trying opportunities, yeah, They're, they're but. trying, they're but, parents, but
1: yeah. what that what that program is meant to do is meant to six months before they get out to match them up with a civilian counterpart Correct. to help guide them through. Correct. However, with only six months left to go, there's yeah. not many career paths that they can take that in six months are going to make a difference but, in, in the, yeah, that's in the not, experience but the, the, that market.
0: That what we were saying, Justin. We were saying we want the kids right... Whenever it's like college, when you sign up for a course, when they say to you, would you like to be in this unit, would you like to be in that, would you like to be in that... Even if they stay in the military, we'd like them to be, to, with their eyes open, to say, well, okay, I think I'd like to be in communications. I think I'd like what... Um, well, they do that now. Well, that's what the MOS
3: is for. Right. The, 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 the problem you have, though, which which I'm hearing a little bit, is yeah. when a kid comes in, he's in there for six, eight months, and decides, hey, I don't want to be in the infantry, I want to go to... The military's not going to let people bounce around, no, because no. You, they, they made a commitment in training, training and investment. investment. Sure. So that, that person's invested. That's why I, I'm saying the six months prior to getting out is where someone can start talking about hey you know i've been in um, uh, aviation mechanics and i realized it, it was and, nice and, and and how about if I to become say, a nurse and how about
1: if they say you know boy uh, if they they say to that person oh you should have told us 2 years ago yeah. and you would have had the right courses leading up to, to getting out with a career skill yeah. not just getting out of the service but with a, with i say when i was at ITT tech It was targeted training. It was training, you know, for a job. Well, I almost want to, you know, and I think what Wolfie and I are kind of saying, non-militaristically as we are, is like, well, you know, what do you like to do? Do you like to... Be a cook. Do you like to cook things? What do you want to do for the rest of your life?
3: Yeah. But you're talking about 18, 19-year-olds. and that I don't know about you. Say. But I didn't know until I was 27 what I wanted to do. I don't know yet. You were still do so, know. so, yeah. you, you know, you, 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 again, you, you, the military is going to take them. They're going to give them the best opportunity to go into a field, train them, spend a lot of time and, and, and money into mm-hmm. that training, and then somewhere down the line at 21, 22, or if some of these guys only going in for two years, <clears throat> they'll have to make that decision.
0: Right, but also if they want to stay in the military, we want them to start taking courses, that's not the right word, trainings that would put them in, on a career path to stay in the military. But they'll both. get that because they're going to get it as they go up in rank. So as they go up in
3: rank, they're going to be taking those, some of those courses.
1: Well, and and with the, with the spaghetti and meatball dinner that we're planning, we, we really want to and i'll say that from from the mother of the three kids that we just brought the three uh, marine uh, recruits into, into boston and they they contemplated this and the and the mother said gee it's too bad we didn't know all about this before we got started yeah and 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 th- that type of openness is what we want to convey that the marine recruiter last week talked about 350 jobs Whatever you want to be, you can be. Right. You, you, and, and, you know, some of them have a great career path afterwards. Right. Maybe some not so good. Their training is going to be worthwhile at the end of their mission, no matter what they do. Correct. And, and all of the employers we talk to, as you know, we don't care what you did in the service. Right. If it applies to it, that's great. But if not, we want you because of who you are, what you did, and what you're all about,
3: and the commitment toward that. And, that, and then we talked about that last week. That that all falls into it.
1: Yeah, so,
4: and yeah. if I can say, like we were talking about last week uh, with uh, S- Sergeant uh, Reinhold Reinhardt is Reinhold
1: uh, is a beer we used to drink. I yeah, think. I
4: remember that. Yeah, yeah. Not well. I remember Mickey Bigmouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he was saying, uh, and and I've heard this a lot of times from from military people, yeah. veterans as well as employers, is. What they what they get when they hire the veterans isn't about their MOS, it's about their leadership, their discipline, their respect, the things that you learn in the military, the things that are the, the some of the main things that make me regret not going in, and that 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 whole demeanor and and leadership is of immense value to employers.
1: Their immediate immediate leaders when they, has nothing when they, to do with
4: what they did they, in the military. it doesn't matter. Has to do with who they became.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and Justin, you 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 know that you've seen it. uh, I've seen all all, all all the way through fifty
3: years. You've been out of the yeah, out of the military, and I've seen it. When I got out, I I went into uh, sports medicine, and that transferred out completely into what I did for a career. Uh, so that's why I always say that they, they,
1: they, they, you're going shift to your careers. Yeah, but, yeah, but you were in a sub. I, I don't mean. know that there's a lot of... I mean, you could go to work at a sub shop, I was perhaps. Oh, perhaps. Oh, You hey, know, yeah, bada bing, yeah. but that's... Uh, that's you, I didn't you, see the sun. Know. I didn't get no, to see the sun. I'm sorry to sink so low. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, uh, you, 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 you know, but, I mean, what's the career path after us being yeah, in a sub? Yeah, well, it, it depends on... I mean... <laughs> God bless you. Here you are. You can are. take
3: that with the tank commanders. You can take yeah. that with you sure. know, any, hey, any of the positions.
1: Bill Teeley, a good friend from Boston Scientific, he's the director of military recruiting for a ten billion dollar corporation. He was an artilleryman.
5: Yeah, yeah. We can do the, it in, your tail in the gunner. Right.
1: He got out of the service thinking, "What am I going to do? What, what, what can I do? All I did was shoot cannons. I mean, you know what?" What, what, what future is there? hearing the, aids.
3: But you know what? The difference today is yeah. when we got out, when we were coming out of the service, no, there was no discussion of what you want. It was, you have, you know, 25 days in a wake up. Yeah. You were counting the days out. No one came and said, oh, by the way, what are you going to do? Here are your benefit. Mm. You were just given. you were just grab your gear and yeah. you were on a plane you, on the way home. Yeah. And when you got home, there was nobody. You thought about it. Maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe. I
3: went and worked, I think, landscaping my first summer because I, I needed a job. Uh, so, you know, no one was there to say, hey, these are all your benefits. So it's a whole different world today, uh, what veterans have. And unfortunately, though, same thing. is Because we're here in Massachusetts, we're more aware of it.
1: Well, and, and like I said to someone as we're talking about, about this spaghetti uh, dinner that we're planning uh, and, to, and to let the kids know about the benefit programs that are available, at least today and I was told that, oh, well, the veterans get told about their benefits while they're in the service, mm. and they know about their benefits when they get out. And I said, I wouldn't case? have a show right, if that was the case. Yeah. The VSOs barely know what the benefit packages are. And it keeps changing. Daily. Yeah. Yeah. Daily. But- the new PACT Act has is, is, is got a whole new barrel of benefits right. that nobody knows about.
2: But,
3: you know, the, the April one is, is, is also just it, – it, it's to recognize – to me, it's more to recognize the value that they have as the 1% of us who serve in the military. And that is the recognition that I'm looking forward to is just to let them know that their service, no matter what they do, no matter where they go, whether they stay stateside, they're overseas, whether they're uh, a, a cook, whether they're a artillery guy, whether they're working on drones, their service is going to matter. And and as a as as the wartime Vietnam veteran, that is my message to any young person today: is your service will matter, it will be with honor, and we will welcome you home wherever that be. And I think that's what they need to hear, uh, because yeah. so many veterans didn't hear that. Yep mm.
1: Yep. Well, uh, why don't we take our final break? Uh, we'll uh, we'll be wrapping up tonight's uh, uh, final uh, words. We've got some messages to leave behind and. Uh, talk a little bit about next week's show and uh, the month of March uh, uh, with veterans, uh, with uh, Vietnam Veterans uh, Day being March 29th. Uh, we will be uh, uh, dedicating the month of March to uh, a series of Vietnam veterans uh, 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 shows here uh, uh, on uh, on our network. So, La- why don't you take us away, kids? Uh, we'll be back uh, right after these messages
5: for our final words. If this thing called civilization was going to end, I think it would have ceased during one of the two world wars. My grandparents never gave up. They worked and lived till the bitter end, which wasn't bitter at all. Actually, it was sweet. Their life was sweet. I want my life the same. I want to work, coach my kids' soccer team, go out to eat after, and then come home to my bed where I can rest my bones. Then get up and do it all again tomorrow. That's what I want. That's what I'm working for. And that is my American dream. I can't do it alone. I need you. We need each other. We're all in this together, and together we can have our American dreams. As long as we're willing to do what is necessary to survive on this marble called Earth. Brennan's Smoke Shop, the best smoke shop in Massachusetts and now New Hampshire. Brennan's Smoke Shop, customers must be 21 years of age or older, and proper ID is required.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Greg Brasso, your host of Veterans Voice Radio, here wrapping up uh, uh, tonight's uh, show. Uh, we had uh, a nice young lady, Trista uh, from the VA, talking about uh, the new uh, outreach uh, programs that the VA is uh, hoping to uh, um, implement, uh, uh, and the 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 the, uh, the suicide uh, problem within the veterans community, but. Uh, Some numbers that Chuck used to throw around here uh, uh, was that uh, since 9-11, approximately 7,000 U.S. soldiers have lost their lives in battle. Approximately 160,000 veterans have taken their lives by suicide. And it may be more. It's certainly not less. And it's a problem that we talk about Way, way, way too often But, you know, we talk about Things that Kind of Are a little bit We don't want to talk about But we need to know about Justin, you've got yeah. something in your hand right here That, yes. you know, is is really Destined for Almost anybody that's of our age
3: Yeah, this is uh, Any age, uh, for all veterans out there I've experienced this actually A few times this year with some of my veterans From my organization uh, it's called Surviving the Spouse Checklist. And you can get this on um, just Google Surviving Spouse Checklist. It's really a list of things what you need to do. Um, I mean, when we go on a trip, we make sure that we get got everything packed. We have lists for this. We leave phone numbers for folks. Um, and this is a list that uh, we're asking uh, the veterans to put together an envelope. Um, I've done this myself. You put your DD-214 any insurance papers, you make copies of your uh, uh, marriage certificates, your VA claims. Uh, You put an envelope together that has all this information in it, and then I put on the outside, I said, open when I die. And it's so important because when a veteran has passed away, yeah, the VSO is going to be able to help on some of the things. But they're going
1: to ask, where's the paperwork? But where's the
3: paperwork? How do I find this? Without the paperwork. Yeah, it's it, it's a very stressful on the surviving spouse. Sure. And, um, I mean, insurance com- insurance papers, we all pigeonhole things away and we just presume we're all going to keep going forever. But even the nun who died the other day at 118, the oldest living person mm. on, the, on the earth, no. we're all going to go out that way. And uh, like I said, I've experienced this twice in the last... Uh, short period of time with some of my veterans spouses and they have no idea where any information is didn't
1: know where to turn
3: didn't know how to i mean i was over the house we were going through paperwork and so i i pushed this on my guys to make sure that they create an envelope put all as much information in that as they can just make copies of everything even if you don't think it's important write down what you want do you want military honors some veterans don't um maybe want to be where you're going to be buried how you're going to be buried there cremated. Are, yeah, whether you're going to be cremated. Whether going you want down to be, the born Whether you want to get buried at sea. I mean, there's actually a phone number to, to contact for that. So if you Google the uh, at uh, www.military.com benefits, survivor benefits uh, checklist, uh, you can get this. It's a three-page form. It just talks about what you might want to do ahead of time to prepare so that your family, it's it's really not for you. It's your family won't be stressing in, in, during a stressful tough time, things to, and, and oh, it's you, tough to talk about. Yeah, no one wants to talk them. about them. But you know, I've seen what happens when they don't talk about them, and I watch the surviving families it's tougher really fall fall sure. apart. So, sure. I suggest any veteran out there, um, you know, uh, try to look it up. Surviving spouse checklist. Pick cherry pick what you think should be in there. Put an envelope together. Put it in the safety deposit box. You uh, safe. Put it somewhere where your spouse and maybe some of family members know where your papers are. And it would really save them a lot of um, anguish, and uh, I just want and want smooth
1: a smooth yeah. the tough time out. Yeah, a it's going to be difficult as
3: it is, but as yep. much as you can do ahead of time for your family. Yeah, uh, and if not for your family, maybe give it to a friend. I yeah. Mean,
1: hey, and I have to I have to give a great great shout out of thanks again to a terrific friend of the radio station, and our Veterans Voice radio station. Month or so ago, the story came out about a set of triplets in marshfield that uh uh all uh will be graduating this uh this spring and all have decided to join the marines. you know, as I find out, not only have those three boys joined the Marines, five other kids from marshfield have also joined the Marines. Eight kids joining the Marines.
3: You know, the Navy's not a bad option either. Well, <laughs> no, not. They're not and, getting and, a sniff. Uh,
1: and
0: the Marines want to thank Justin for talking on the radio. That's why they joined the Marines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these, these these
1: these three triplets uh, uh, w- w- have, have, have shown some, some courage in doing what they're doing. And one of our advertisers called me and asked me if I could put together a, a night that he thought and his company thought that the uh, the kids would should deserve a, a night of thanks and could I put together a night out at the Bruins. Well, that night out occurred a couple of days ago, last Saturday, and the kids were unbelievable. They were picked up in a limousine. They were ushered into the private box, all the food, all the souvenirs. Great, 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 great time. And I, I want to thank Sullivan Tyre and Paul Sullivan for extending himself and coming up with this idea of just an evening of joy, he called it, and how happy he was to be able to do it and how fitting as a, a tribute that he just wanted to say thank you to the kids and their parents. And just a little sidebar, the kids each were able to take three guests. Well, they didn't take their girlfriends. They didn't take their little brothers. They took three other kids from town that also had enlisted. So they wanted to share the great of experience of my first time in a private box mm-hmm. in a Bruins game. Oh boy, it, it was thrilling for me, and it was it was it was great. Thank you, Sullivan Tire, for extending yourself and giving these kids uh, a nice push-off that they're going to remember and talk to kids uh, uh, for for quite a while. But uh, we're, we're getting towards the end of our show here, and uh, uh, Gino, uh, you, you've asked to say a couple of words.
4: Yes, I have. Thank you. Uncle Gino has something important to say. Veterans and dear friends, you've done difficult things, and the type of things you've done leave lasting scars, and they're the kind that I can't see if I look at you. And sometimes you have what we call intrusive thoughts, and a layman might call them when the demons come. And you think, well, I'm I'm not having a good time, and and it's really unpleasant, and I don't know if I'm valuable, and maybe you have family, maybe you don't. But the truth is you are valuable and there is love and support available for you. The fact is people you don't even know love you and think of you every day. People like me who say, wow, these guys went and they served. They protected me. And there are people who can help you. And all you have to do is pick up the phone. Don't let anything get out of hand. Pick up the phone and dial 988. Super easy to remember. When you dial nine eight eight. Every minute of the days and weeks, there is somebody there who's going to pick up the phone and talk to you. Now, veterans, when you dial, you press 1 at the prompt, somebody there will talk or just listen. Get it off your chest. Talk about it. Do not think for a moment that you are not valuable or loved or appreciated, because you are. And you mustn't ever let yourself feel low enough to think about things that you ought not to think about. Please, Call 988 and talk to somebody who can help you.
1: Well put, Gino. Thank you. Uh, nice, Gino. You know, it's something that we don't know any of them, but we love all of them. Oh. You know, and, and and just so you all know, we, 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 we could have had other things to do tonight, you know, but we love being here. We love helping you, and but you need to help out yourself a little bit too. Everybody. Gino, you know that number 988? At the prompt, dial one, there'll be humans there waiting to talk to you that understand that have been there. Next week, we're going to come back with another show. Dave Henker's going to be here talking about the pac Act and what it means to today's veterans. Thanks, Wolfie. Justin, buddy. Gino, thanks for your help. Larry, thanks behind the glass for taking care of us. And thanks to... Tristan for calling in tonight. And
4: thanks Greg, our host.
1: Well, you know, it it, it certainly is a, a labor of love that we have going on here. So, good luck everybody. Have a great weekend and uh, try to stay dry. Good night, everybody.
0: He freed a lot of people but it